podcast is my reality. It is up to you, my devoted listeners, to decide what is reality and what is not. I have changed the people's names, living or dead, instances, events, sports, all that jazz. Some may be coincidental, some may be not. That is up to your imagination as my devoted listeners to my relentless reality. Healy Ace here for you, giving you the skinny of it, of no dad's rights in Illinois, no step-parents' rights in Illinois, no matter what gender. I want you guys to understand that you're not alone out there if you are a dad or if you are a parent of any type and you have another parent in your life that is has their foot over your head, that this podcast is for you guys to hear through my experiences of being a step-parent and being a... Um, a regular mom, what it is like, how it, how it makes you feel. There is somebody else out there that doesn't think it is all mermaids and unicorns, fluffs and flowers. It is hard every single day. We're all in this foxhole together. And I just want you to tune in every week so you can hear about my experiences in my foxhole. Coming to you from the pit of despair of Illinois, if you are a Princess Bride fan, or a 90s movie, maybe even earlier 80s movie fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, you need to get going because, like, that's a great movie. Anyways, um, I am a stepmom in Illinois. Most of these stories are true, but I'm going to change the names, some of the details, and places in my stories. I feel that every stepmom out there really needs to hear what I have to say, only because there's no way that it is unicorns and mermaids every day. There is no way that the financial burden that is put on you as a stepmom or a woman who is married to a father with financial responsibilities to children, there's no way you have a rainbow every day. Just a little bit about me for those of you who would like to know about me. I met my husband um, a little bit over six years ago. And it's very much like a country western song. I got up, it was January, getting to go into the gym. I said, I don't need a coat. I'm in, I'm in the Midwest, I can handle it. Run out, go to the gym, come on my way home, and I get a flat tire. I take it to the, I take it to the gas station, try to fill it up with air. It's pretty clear that now I gotta change the tire. I've got a rip in there. I go into the gas station, start seeing if anybody's around to give me a hand. Because I've tried loosening the lug nuts, well, if anybody knows about Illinois, it is cold in the winter. And you can't get lug nuts loose on your own, especially in this cold weather. So I'm like, all right. I go to the register. I ask the guy, I said, hey, do you mind helping me change my flat tire? He said, no, but this gentleman can. And he pointed out to this guy named Roy, who was on his lunch break. Roy told me no. He said, no, I can't help you. I'm working. I said, okay, I understand. So I get on the phone with my friend Alyssa, and she tells me, she's like, my husband can be out and help you in a minute. Like, he can get out there. I said, okay, I'll wait. So I'm waiting. She tells me on the phone, she's like, well, what about that other guy that was going to help you? I said, no, 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 I can't ask him again. He said no the first time, I ain't going to ask him again. I turn around, there's Roy looking right at me, and he goes, all right, come on. 
what's your name? I said, my name is Keely. And he goes, I can help you. I said, all right. So we go out to my car, go to change this tire. Now, because of my profession, I have tons of stuff in my car that I carry around with me all the time. So now I'm moving everything. He tells me to go wait in the car while I, while he changes my tire. I'm a daddy's girl. I can't do that. <laughs> so um, I also was raised to always be prepared. So in my car, I keep my daddy's 1976 Carhartts. And I uh, put those on over my workout clothes. And I jumped out from behind the car and I said, I'm here to help you, Roy. And he looked at me like, what the heck? He then told me later at that moment he had to get to know me. He said, this is a girl I got to get to know. He changes my tire. I get on the road, get going. And he, I said, please let me help. Like, can I pay you? Is there anything I can do? And I said, I work over at this place. Please come up. I will buy you a drink. Let me pay you back. He said, all right, I'll think about it. A week goes by and this guy, no show. I get, end up having to work at this restaurant and he shows up orders a drink. Well, because I am the woman I am, I forgot his name. So being the professional that I am, I asked him for his card. I said, I'm going to need to see your ID just to make sure that you are of age. And he kind of laughed and I said, thank you. Looked at the ID. I said, Roy, he stayed till the end of closing and he went to leave. And I said, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm taking off. I said, you're not going to ask for my number? And he goes, I was going to wait for you to offer it. Oh, man, that Roy, he is slick. So fast forward, we go on our first date. Very, uh, because I'm 30, I was 32 at the time, very much an interview kind of date. One of my questions on my interview is, do you like minivans? I do not like minivans. <laughs> I'm sorry if you do. It literally means giving up your whole self-identity. Little did I know that also means when you become a stepmom, you give up your identity as well. Fast forward once again, my husband and I go on a few other dates. Valentine's Day comes around. And I don't want to be that girl and go, hey, can we do something? I need something. Flowers, nothing. Because it's just been a few dates. Not going to focus. He then proceeds to tell me he's got his two daughters on Valentine's Day. I did not know he had two daughters. I was not mad that he did not tell me. He told me that he did not want me to know about them or meet them until he was serious about me. By that text message, he told me he was serious about me. So, aces. It was great. Then we continued to date. About eight months in, we decided it's time for me to meet the girls. They are wonderful. So, we decided to do a beach day. I love being outside. I said, let's go to the beach. So, we decided to go to the beach. It is so much fun. Went out swimming with the oldest. Beatrice. We hung out on the raft for about an hour and she told me about all of her friends at school, what her likes and dislikes, her favorite color at the time, which hilariously is still the same. Then we swam back. Great day. As that day ended, my husband's ex-wife, their biological mother, decided to text him several times asking to pick up her stuff from his house. That's when things were like, oh, that's when they got real for me. Because now she's coming. There goes our great beach day. She's, you know, what the heck? Now, that's a story for another time because this is my first episode and I want to keep it light and happy because at the end of the day, this is pretty much the only light and happy episode you might get. Because when you become a step parent, when you enter into this world, you have to literally suit up in armor every day. Even if you don't have your stepchildren, 
you suit up every damn day. Not a choice. You just have to. For the whole mental health, it's the only way you survive. I started having a wonderful relationship with my stepdaughters. My husband, when we met, he was just getting finished being divorced because of how court works. All they had to do was sign some papers and be done. They meet at the courthouse, sign these papers. And she asks him, are you sure? I know. I know. You could take a moment and laugh, people. It's totally fine. And he said, this is the best fucking decision I have ever made. Of course, he's talking about me. But, you know, I won't say it, but we all know it. So he gets divorced. It's awesome. He also lost a ton of money due to court and all the wonderful things that that entails, which I will, of course, follow up with because you guys have got to know the shit you're about to get into. It's shitty. We're inside a porter potty that is full after the county fair on a Sunday. My husband and I start, we start getting really close and financially it just makes more sense for him and the girls to move into my two bedroom condo. I at this time have five cats. Oh yeah, it gets interesting. We have a farm and he has two dogs, German Shepherd Husky mixes. They're big doggies and they're protective and they're awesome. So we paint my second bedroom, make it all great for the girls. I get bedroom furniture. I color coordinate it, paint it, do the works. We don't tell them anything. We bring them into the house and they see their new room. Both of them start crying. Oh, Beatrice and Linda, they both started crying. They were so grateful. It's one of those moments that I constantly treasure as a stepmom because you get very few of those moments where your stepkids truly appreciate and show how much they appreciate what you do for them. Shortly after that, my husband starts being a little uh, funny. I start realizing that he's planning to propose. It just, you know, you get that feeling. He doesn't tell me this, but he tells my friends and a few other people that he's going to propose to me this night. So I'm like, I know something's coming. I don't know what, I know it's coming. So he gets all my friends together at the restaurant that he came into. And he gets on, I'm up doing, <laughs> doing shots of whiskey with my friends because that's what we do. I hear my husband's voice on the microphone and I'm like, hmm, he must be lost. I can't honestly remember exactly what he said because it was magical. He was on stage because there's a stage there. And he called me up there. And he said that um, he couldn't remember what he wanted to say, but he said that I changed his life and I was the love of his life and that I made his daughter's life better. He said, would you marry me? And then the DJ started playing my, again, another 80s movie reference. Those of you who've seen the movie Mannequin. Yeah, that movie, that song. Yeah, nothing's gonna stop us now. That is very much my husband Roy and I's anthem because I literally sing that song in my head like nothing's gonna stop me every day just to get through the stuff that I deal with on a daily basis being my husband's wife and stepmom. So I, of course, as you can obviously figure out, I said yes. It was a wonderful night. We went home, the dogs super excited, not like they knew what was going on, but they're like, oh, she seems happy. So it was great. Oh, the next morning, I go to work. I'm getting, you know, my friends posted videos on Facebook. Everybody starts posting all these congratulations. My 
my boss is like, hey, I saw something on Facebook. What's going on? And I said, oh, you know, just supporting some new hardware. Showing him my ring finger in case y'all couldn't figure that one out. And then about 8.13 a.m., I get a text message from his ex-wife, Belinda. Congratulations. Oh, yes, Belinda, you are the one I want to hear from. Mm-hmm. The day after I get engaged to your ex-husband, you're the one I want to hear from. Congratulations. Hope he doesn't fuck this one up. Mm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm six years into this hellhole. I did not bite my tongue back then like I do now. I was like, you gotta be kidding me right now. Thank you. Did not want to hear from you. So then she starts going off on me saying, oh, well, I had him for this long. He's going to fail in this way. He's a horrible father. All these things. This is not even 24 hours engaged here, people. I just get this nice little preview. You know that trailer before that horror film that really freaks you the fuck out and you don't want to go see it because it freaks you the fuck out? I got that preview. And I still said, oh, yep. Let's saddle up. Let's go get buried. It's like, hello, red flag, ladies and gentlemen. But that being said, I love my husband. I love my stepchildren as my own. They know this. They know I'd take a bullet for him any day, every day. Plain and simple. Same with my husband. That's what I got the morning after I was engaged to my future husband. Now... As these months go on, it becomes very apparent. I cannot have the dream wedding that I've always dreamed of. I am 32 fucking years old, people. I have been engaged twice before this, and I did not settle because my daddy said I don't settle for nobody. And I waited. I had the perfect country song. I met him on the side of the road with a flat tire, and he solved all my woes with just... A jack. Like, I mean, come on. Anyways, I digress. My love story has become a country song. But no, it is not. Because now, she has people, my husband's ex-wife, has people coming into my place of work to spy on me. To quote-unquote, get to know me. This is all happening while I am newly engaged, super excited about wedding planning, like actually going down the aisle, like actually making the commitment, making that true decision to be a, a wife and a stepmom and a future mom for that matter. It's supposed to be a joyous time. I should not be worried about quote unquote spies coming into my house. Not my house, but my place of business. That is my house. You're in my house. So she sends her friends in. A detail I will not change in this podcast is I'm Irish. Don't try to drink me under the table to get information. Just don't. But uh, you always got to know the dog in the fight. Plain and simple. How I want to end my podcast here is what really frosts my cookie is I was supposed to have this wonderful, joyous meeting my husband, becoming a stepmom, making this a monumentous change to my life. And instead, I got this pariah, this piranha, this succubus sucking the literal joy out of everything and by the way it is bringing her joy so keep that in mind if you're considering being a step parent the amount of joy you will have is very minimal if any it's something to consider
All right, everybody. Well, I will see you next week in the foxhole, and probably bombs will be flying, just so you know. <laughs>